I don't know how to pronounce, so you're just going to have to... Maybe you know how to pronounce it. I am a, a master pronouncer. Okay. <laughs> because my my word doesn't even recognize it as a word, Set. but I googled it and it is a word. Weird. So... Are you on, like, American English or something and it's a Canadian word? No, I think it's an American word. It's a... It's a word. <laughs> it's a word. I know that. I can't wait to find out. I know that Pages doesn't rec- recognize Esteban Julio Ricardo Montoya de la Rosa Ramirez as a word. It doesn't like that one. Did you put no spaces in the No, it is separate words. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I should have made it one word, the way he says it in the show. Yeah. It's not as long as I thought it would be. Like, I googled it. It's not ridiculous. Yeah. It is ridiculous, but it's not, like, impossible. Yo, when I was young and watched that show, I was like... Whoa! How does he remember all those words? How does he remember his own name? <laughs> <laughs> they remember all of the words to every episode, but not his own name. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, I don't know. It'd be hard. It's a long name. Do we just? No, he has to tell us a deep dark secret. Oh yeah, apparently that's a thing. You have to tell us a deep dark secret. Yeah. She made Luke do it. Yeah. You may remember. I do. Uh, okay, here's my deepest darkest secret. I still haven't listened to last week's episode, so I'm I'm technically behind, uh, (laughs) even though I'm a self-proclaimed super fan. (laughs) Everybody that listens to Unstable Universes is a self-proclaimed super fan. (laughs) But how many of them have written an Apple review? That's true. Is this you admitting that you're on Unfan 1? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe I know a guy who knows a guy who is on Unfan 1. Hello! Welcome to Unstable Universes, the podcast where we ruin two of your favorite fandoms at once. I'm Alana Hopper. I'm Evan Rowell, and you may have noticed that we have a third voice in the room today. Introduce yourself. Hey, I'm sweaty. Both in name and in moisture content. <laughs> Sick. Great. So what do we do on this podcast, Evan? This is the podcast where we randomly generate fanfiction crossovers. We have our random tandem fandoms generator. Uh, so last week we randomly tandemly fandomly generated Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Thomas the Tank Engine, Murder Mystery. Then we had a whole week to write it. Yep, I wrote here. it on the bus again. I mean, we all, I think we all wrote it at least partially today. Yeah. I wrote mine completely today. I wrote mine completely today. Sweaty? Same. <laughs> okay. Nice. I gotta say, I thought y'all had a script. That was completely back and forth. Yeah, no. back at home. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> We've done this uh, 19 times now, so... Sick. We're pretty dead to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's jump into the fix. So... Okay. Sweaty is going to read first. Yeah. He's going to read Alana's fic. Yeah, I'm sorry. Mine's not very good this week. That's all right. But, but what's the title? Ooh. The Doc is titled. Is that the name? No, I think that the Doc is... It's the just titled sentence? Thomas and Friends. Um, is that what the show is actually called? Is Thomas and yeah. Friends? Yeah. It was Thomas the Tank Engine. They simplified it to Thomas and Friends. Ringo Starr was the narrator. I thought he voiced Thomas. He might have done both. He did voice Thomas in one of them, because I was looking at the Wikipedia page. <laughs> it was for, like, a BBC special. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know enough to deny that. <laughs> Usually to try and keep up, I, like, listen to the... I look at the like, Wikipedia pages, 
This uh-huh. week I just typed Thomas the Tank Engine on YouTube and found a 20 minute compilation of someone's funniest moments. <laughs> None of them were funny. They were, they were so weird. Well, like Thomas being, hello. Well, and then they'd be, be like, number 19. Like that was. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's a show for babies. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have as refined of a comedic palette as we do. The person would roll in. Hey everyone, I'm rolling. Number 18. <laughs> All right, on to do the, the red. <laughs> the light is red. Number 15. <laughs> if it was our previous guest, Luke, he would do all 20. He would. He definitely would. The whole episode is just this. It's just an hour of us making up uh, funny moments in Thomas and Friends. All right. Enough distractions. <laughs> what the good goddamn is your title? I can't ever think of a good one. That's fine. The only thing coming to my mind is squished like grapes. <laughs> <laughs> Can I call mine Squished Like Grapes? This is Squished Like Grapes by Alana Hopper. Perfect. <laughs> Detective Zack and Cody stare down at the body before them. The ginger lay face down in a pile of his own vomit. Poor Bob, commented Cody. Zack just crouched down to get a closer look. It was definitely the work of the Pidgeage group. <laughs> what? <laughs> Zack crouched down to get a closer look. This was definitely the work of the Pidgeage group, named for that gruesome way that they stomped their victims to death with their bare feet. Similar to early winemakers crushing grapes, huge foot-shaped bruises covered every inch of Bob's exposed back. Wait, Zack said that? No, this is just Th- this is description. Just, this is just fact. Oh, okay, I thought Zack was saying all this. I'm like, but that Zack's the dumb one. Yeah, I know, I know. But he's, he's a detective, Zach. It's true. Just so you know, Pidgeage is the act of stomping grapes to make wine. Alright, back to the gang that stomps on people's faces like grapes. Huge foot-shaped bruises covered every inch of Bob's exposed back. His guts pushed out of either side of his squishy body, just like a grape. Who could have done something like this? Cody asked. Well, judging by the footprints, we know that it's three separate people. And judging by the two bodies we have found in this exact train yard over the past month, we know that they're serial killers, Zack replied. Let's go around and check for witnesses. This had been Zack and Cody's routine for the past month. Show up, find a body, question the trains, start right back at square one. But both twins could feel deep down in their gut that today was going to be different. As usual, the only trains parked overnight were Thomas and his cohorts, Percy and Toby. The detectives had interviewed these guys twice before with no luck. Everyone knew that trains were deep sleepers. They had to be. Train yards tended to be loud places, day and night. Thomas, Percy, Toby. How are you fellas holding up? Cody asked. All three trains looked down to their wheels. Okay, I guess. It's just scary knowing that these murderers are running around with us sleeping right here out in the open. (laughs) One of them could have... Number 19. One of them could have touched me and I never would have known. Oh, God. (laughs) Percy sounded afraid, but his eyes showed no emotion, like he was thinking about more important things. Hmm. I just can't believe we let these guys get away with this again, shouted Toby. He stomped his wheel in anger. It clanged so hard against the metal rail that sparks flew. Ooh. Bob was my favorite conductor, and now they've squashed him like a grape. Those three stickos. (laughs) Zack snapped his notebook shut. Thanks, guys. That's all we need. He then turned on his heel and walked back towards his car. Cody followed close behind. This is very film noir. Is it? Well, 
I was trying to do murder mystery. There's not much difference sometimes. Yeah. I feel like film noirs are just a stylized murder mystery. Yeah. Like a little more fashionable. They haven't even said God damn it once. That's true. It's not at all like a <laughs> film noir. Zach, he whispered. We didn't even get the chance to talk to Thomas. Maybe he saw something. Zach held a finger to his lips and gestured for Cody to get in the car. Once both twins were comfortably in their Prius slash detective office where nobody could hear them, Zach told Cody his plan. So the whole detective office is inside the Prius? Yeah. Got it. How did Toby know that there were three people in the Pidgeage group? Zach asked. Cody just stared at him with his mouth open. I, uh, I don't know. Are you sure he knew? These voices are super inconsistent. I know. I like it, though. Those three sickos. Those were his exact words. Now let me know, did you ever hear me tell him that information, Zach demanded? (laughs) Oh. No. Never. I would never, Cody stammered. Good. That's what I thought. They know more than they're letting on. And I think it's time we organized a stakeout. Ooh. I believe this is a chapter break. Yeah. I think I have two in here. Ooh, nice. Which aren't needed, but (laughs) I'm too lazy to write transitions, you know? Yeah, fair enough. That's fair. The twin detectives staked out the train yard every night for two weeks before anything happened. They had cameras set up all throughout the train yard in strategic locations so Thomas and friends wouldn't notice them. The first sign that something was odd inside the train yard was a small flicker of gray across one of the screens set up in the nerve center, a.k.a. the back of the Prius. Did you see that? Cody asked the sleeping Zack, annoyed that his brother had gobbled down five packs of Twizzlers and immediately fallen asleep. It's leaving him to... <laughs> Seems like something Zach would do. Yeah, probably. Doesn't Maddie? Maddie sells candy, so yeah. it makes sense that he'd be real into candy. Yeah. <laughs> Annoyed that his brother had gobbled down five packs of Twizzlers and immediately fallen asleep, leaving him alone to watch the screens. Cody looked back at the screens in search of this odd gray being, when suddenly he saw one just standing in the middle of the junkyard. It was a naked gray man. He stood with his back to the camera, so Cody couldn't see his face. Zach! Cody screamed, Zach, wake up, they're here! Zach just gave a loud burp and rolled over into an even deeper sugar sleep. Sugar sleep! (laughs) Cody grabbed a flashlight and his gun, tucking both into his jacket pocket. He reached out a hand and took hold of the knob of the Prius. Fear surged inside of him. He pulled his hand back as if the handle was burning. Tears fold his his eyes. (laughs) He was too much of a little bitch to investigate. Instead, he turned back to his beloved computer screens and watched the gray man walk back into the darkness. Chapter break. Oh my god. This is getting intense. What's the cha- What's the gray man's butt like? Ooh, like nice and firm. Uh-huh. But like, also like someone who doesn't do a lot of walking. <laughs> mm. Cool. Please, uh, feel free to draw that and send it to us. <laughs> it's like a good butt, but not a plump butt. If that's make, if that makes sense. Does that make Who sense? Who has a good butt, but not a plump butt? Like, whose butt did, are you modeling this after? My own. <laughs> Your jagged ass? <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Why didn't you go investigate, bellowed Zach the next day. I was scared, Zach, you wouldn't wake up, cried Cody. You're right. I'm the older brother, so I should be looking out for you. It's what mom would have wanted. I'm sorry. Zach pulled his brother into a deep hug. Aww. The duo spent the rest of the day preparing for the night of the big sting. Hey, sweet thing. I need you for a case. Zach said into the phone, sitting on the dashboard of the Prius. Cody rolled his eyes in the back seat. Surrounding him were Polaroids of the gray men, each connected together with red yarn. 
Ashley Tisdale was quick to help out. <laughs> what? <laughs> the actor? <laughs> I couldn't remember her name. Maddie, you had the internet. <laughs> no, I wrote this on the bus. You have a phone with data? Yeah, you're right. I was just you're too just lazy. lazy. <laughs> I'm lazy. You're an ungrateful. Ashley Tisdale was quick to help out, partly because she still had a thing for Zach, but mainly because she needed the money to keep her out of poverty. <laughs> She's wow. really poor in the London always says she's like in poverty. Yeah. Is that a thing? Probably compared to London as well. Yeah. London's pretty baked. What do you need me to do, sweet thing? She asked. Just stand in the middle of the train yard. You're going to be our bait, Zach replied. Is she going to get squished? (laughs) Oh no, Ashley Tisdale. But don't worry. We're going to be right here. We're ready to catch these guys. I've calculated every possible outcome, and there are none in which you get squished. (laughs) (laughs) Cody piped up. Maddie looked worried. Went out the stand in the train yard. Oops. To stand? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Maddie looked worried, but went out to stand in the strain in the train yard. Strain yard. (laughs) (laughs) The setting sun casting long shadows across her face. She had barely stopped walking when three gray beings walked out of the shadows. One threw a chair, knocking Maddie down. The others stood around laughing and saying things that the twins couldn't hear through the video only feed. Inside the Prius, Zach and Cody's identical jaws fell in identical awe. (laughs) The Pidgish gang was Thomas and friends. They weren't trains at all, but people hiding their bodies into train compartments. Both boys rushed out of the Prius slash detective office and ran towards Maddie's screams. We're gonna crush you like a grape, darling, smirked Thomas. (laughs) The only grapes getting crushed are gonna be yours, hollowed the twins in unison. They then shot each of the train boy hybrids in their nutsacks. Immediately exploding them. <laughs> Thomas and friends dropped to the ground dead. Another case solved, smiled the twins. Sharpay cried. Sharpay. <laughs> wow. That was a lot. I love that one. That was great. I, I, <laughs> she showed up and said, My my story's so boring, and my roommate suggested add someone throwing a chair in. <laughs> And she did. Yep, that's why they threw a chair. Oh, man. I thought it was great. You know, Thank I you. thought it was very, like, good. Stay, like, doing a like, straight story. I loved it. Okay. Do we clap? I, don't, I forget. If you can clap if you want to yeah, clap. Yeah, if you want to clap. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, that was incredible. I really liked that one. Thank you. Sharpay cried. Sharpay. <laughs> that's a great way to end it, too. The imagery of just her crying there and the two twins are so Well, Sharpay is rich. Whoa. Oh shit! You're right. Don't worry. Mine's probably got way more inconsistent. <laughs> Mine's super consistent. Is it? I don't know. I don't believe that. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. Right. This back to you. Who is it? Me reading Julian's or are you reading mine? You reading Julian's? All right. Darn. By that we mean sweaty. Cutting that out. Oh. Ah, Julian. Nope. Julian is sweaty half the time. So. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh, this one already has a title. You came prepared. I appreciate that. You're never appreciative when I have a title prepared. Uh, uh, I hate you whenever you have a title prepared. Yeah, I know. All right, so, uh, Sweaty. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to keep trying. Whatever, yeah. Uh, Your title is Esteban Julio Ricardo Montoya de la Rosa Ramirez and the Runaway Train. Oh, wait. 
Before we do that, can I show you the photo that mine is based off of? Or your whole story? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's a. It's not a photograph. It's a. It's an illustration. It's an illustration. Is it from like? Is it a Thomas and the Tank Engine illustration? Illustration. It's a fan drawing. Ooh. We'll include it in the uh, in the description of the podcast too, so that all of our many many tens of fans. <laughs> Okay, so it's based off of this photo? Wow. (laughs) Alright, I think I have seen this photo, but every time is a shock. Right? So the image is sort of a cross-section view of Thomas, um, but if Thomas had a human body attached to his face? Yeah. So, like, how would the human body sit there in the train? Yeah. And it's horrifying. One of them is, like, a a weirdly sexual pose, (laughs) and then the other one is... Like, creepily mechanic. <laughs> Which, Which one's is... your favorite? Tag yourself. I hate the... <laughs> <laughs> Tag your friends. Which one is it? We'll do a poll. Which one are you? Are you the weirdly sexual one? Like, or are you every the week she's just like, we'll do a poll. And we never do polls. Listen, the sexual one is not a good thing. See how yeah. she, The face is very masculine, but... I, this one? Yeah, but the body seems very feminine. Yeah. I hate them both, though. <laughs> And as I was saying, uh, <laughs> the story is Esteban Julio, Ricardo Montoya de la Rosa Ramirez, and the Runaway Train by Sweaty. AKA Julian. Oh, God, oh damn. Run. Go for it. Like a statue, he rested, stoic, unmoving. There was something peaceful about the way he lay, but the sad serenity would soon be interrupted. The whistling of a happy bellhop could be heard from around the corner, then his footsteps. And then his scream. (laughs) Mr. Mosby, Papa, are you okay? There was no answer. Esteban Julio Ricardo Montoya de la Rosa Ramirez fell to his knees. How often do you say his whole name in the fic? Don't worry, that's it. Thank God. Oh. I figured two is a good one. I said it. I said the title twice, then this one. So, yeah, three is probably my limit. Sick. I can't believe our last conversation ever was a fight. What I would give to tell you I love you just one last time. Esteban began to cry over Mosby's dead body, but then came to a realization. This looked bad. Really bad. Mosey (laughs) was dead, and everyone would assume that he has committed the murder. And he would go to prison for the rest of his life. Esteban couldn't let that happen. He needed to hide the body. He took out his phone and called the only person he knew could help. Thomas, I have a favor to ask of you. And it's a biggie. Thank you, Tom. There's a pause. Thank you, Thomas. I will see you soon. Esteban hung up the phone and left the room to go get a body bag. Oh, jeez. He had one in his closet upstairs, just in case. Was that written, or was that you adding that on? No, that was written. This is canon. Listen, Esteban is pretty sketch. <laughs> That's yeah. true. On his way down the hall, he ran into Zach and Cody. He started to sweat, and his eyes were darting back and forth. What's up, Esteban? Why are you acting so weird, the boys asked. I'm not acting weird. I'm acting 100% completely normal, you stupid kids. Oh, jeez. The boys knew something was up. Esteban would never have said <laughs> such a thing on any other day. Ah! A woman's scream... A woman's screams throated out from... A woman's screams... <laughs> There's two verbs in there. I don't know how to say it. A woman's screams throated. 
A woman's screams throated out from behind Esteban and London Tipton came running past. I just discovered Mr. Mosby. Dead! Maddie came running in to join the conversation. Mr. Mosby is dead. Zach did it. He probably pranked him so hard that he had a heart attack and died. Oh my. I'll just say, the quotation marks around text are inconsistent <laughs> at best, and all of this has been one paragraph, so I honestly don't know when people are saying things. Yeah. That's on me. I love that. <laughs> It just adds a little more flavor. Yeah, it does. This one might need to be read slow to be comprehensible. <laughs> Everyone looked at Zach with chortling eyes. <laughs> Zach explained he couldn't have done it since he was upstairs putting olive oil in Cody's shampoo the whole time. Then Zach accused Cody. Where were you, huh? I was upstairs crying alone because Eduardo died, my pet lizard in Sims 4 Pets. Oh, that's new. That just came out. Yeah, Sims 4 Pets. Available now online through Origin. <laughs> in bold. Oh, Probably should have been screaming that. We're to our sponsor. Thank you very much. Oh, <laughs> Origin. Pay us money. Or send me a free copy of Sims 4 Pets. Yeah, I'd I love that. Just you guys one. didn't get the check? <laughs> you got the check? What? No. <laughs> Zach laughed and called him a loser, but this proves he was innocent. Cody then pointed the finger at London. You probably did it. <laughs> There's a page break. You probably did it. You were so tired of Mosby's rules that you killed him in a wild rage. London screamed and ran away. I didn't kill him, I swear. Wait, I thought she ran away. She's like saying it while she ran oh, okay, away. okay, okay. I didn't kill him, I swear. Okay. <laughs> the rest of the group looked at each other with deep suspicion, but agreed it was probably London. <laughs> <laughs> Zach and Cody offered to go check the top floor to look for her. Maddie was going to check the lobby, and Esteban was going to check the basement. They needed to catch her and make her pay for killing Mr. Mosby. <laughs> Jeez. They, they all split up and ran. Esteban was alone again. He pulled out his phone and called Thomas. Oh no, my dear Thomas. Things have gotten so much worse. I need you to hurry and get here. I'll meet you in the lobby. Maddie was having no luck because the lobby was so busy, so she called Zach and Cody to come help her. I'm so excited for the train to try and get through the revolving door. <laughs> like, I can't wait. Missed opportunity there, I guess. <laughs> they all looked around and then found London hiding in the candy store. They cornered her, back to the wall. Why did you do it? You killed him, didn't you? You're a murderer. They surrounded her. Esteban jumped in front of London and yelled, I cannot take the guilt anymore. London is not the criminal. It was... Crash! The wall behind London exploded, and in its place was a giant blue train. Oh my god, that's even better! <laughs> Thomas had arrived, but in his wake, London Tipton was dead. No, Thomas! Don't no! Esteban cried. <laughs> I am responsible for this death. I am guilty. Esteban hopped on Thomas and yelled, Take me away, buddy. We need to go somewhere safe. <laughs> they, like, fly. They're like... <laughs> Thomas is starting running away <laughs> with Esteban at lightning speed. Esteban wrote this. <laughs> ESO, it's not, it's not his fault. Zach, Cody, and Maddie all hopped on Cody's new electric-powered luggage cart and followed in hot pursuit. They were right on his tail, but they couldn't quite catch him. Soon the luggage cart began to slow, and it looked like Esteban and Thomas might escape. But Cody had an idea. 
He called up his friend. Hey, Percy. I need some help right now. And all of a sudden, a green train comes falling from the sky and lands right in front of Thomas, causing a massive crash. Oh, my. You see, Percy, the train, was a paratrooper in a past life. And although trains weren't built for such activities, he knew he didn't have a choice. He needed to do what was right to save the day. Thomas and Percy were in pieces. Flames engulfed them in the wreck. Esteban, barely breathing, tried to crawl away, but was stopped. Why did you do it? Cody asked, standing above the near-dead Esteban. It wasn't me. I didn't kill Mosby. I loved him. And I didn't mean to kill London. I just didn't want to go to prison. Zach got all up in Esteban's face. Cool. If you didn't kill him, then who did? Esteban explained that just before Thomas had arrived and killed London, he saw the (laughs) security camera footage. It was Maddie who killed Mosby, because Mosby was in love with Cody, and they were fighting over the boy. What? Oh my god. This is... (laughs) This is a lot. Like, Maddie and Mosby were both in love with Cody. Oh my god. But Esteban was in love with Mosby? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I kind of got the... But he's also in love with Thomas. Facts. This is this is a very tangled. Listen, everyone's polyamorous. Yeah. It's cool. It's not cool. <laughs> They're not pleased with the situation. <laughs> the twins turned around to confront Maddie, the real killer, but she was gone, disappeared completely. Cody turned to look at his brother, but his brother wasn't there anymore. In fact, nothing was there. All he could see was a thousand copies of Sims Four Pets and his lizard Eduardo. Eduardo! Cody screamed, and then he woke up, sweating and panting. Nice little author insert. Sweaty. Sweaty and panting. Cody was thankful that this was all a dream. This was the last time he was going to watch a scary movie before bed. To calm his nerves, Cody opened up his copy of Sims Four Pets. Available now! Shouts out to the sponsor! It had been a couple of days since he last played. He wanted to see Eduardo, but Eduardo was dead. Major character death. Oh, man. So, is this all gonna happen now? You know what I mean? (laughs) I feel like I tuned in to an episode of a telenovela that's already been running five seasons. (laughs) So it's like, there's so much backstory and, like, interconnected, like, like relationships. I feel like that was a full season of a telenovela. Yeah. But that someone, like, fan-edited into five minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Esteban and Mosby, but they had a fight, and now he's dead. And <laughs> Mosby also loved Cody, but Maddie loves Cody. And there's Sims 4. <laughs> I had too many ideas for, for one story. I don't even think made... it's called Sims 4 Pets. I think it's called Cats and Dogs. <laughs> because they got rid of, like, all the pets. Okay, because uh, in The wait, Sims 3... Is, is there no lizards? There's no lizards. Uh, because in Sims the 4, Sim- though. In The Sims 3... They had horses, cats, dogs, hamsters, like, other kinds of rodents, and lizards, and birds. But then in Sims 4, because they're fucking cutting everything out, but still charging me the same price, (laughs) they only have cats and dogs. Well, good thing they sponsored us, so you get a free copy. Yeah. It's been sitting in my Origin checkout cart for, like, the past two weeks, and I keep looking at it, and I'm like, it's not worth it. I got it for my sister for like ten bucks. I had a great deal. Like what? Yeah, like in like September or something. Oh my god! Yeah, I was pretty happy with that purchase. I'm so upset. That was a wild ride. That was. I, I loved it. I, I'm glad. I had some troubles with that one. <laughs> I, I think Percy was my favorite. 
He was a paratrooper. He was a paratrooper. <laughs> Gonna suck. That was like not even draft one, and it still turned out like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've never done a second draft of a fic. Really? I've deleted stuff and then like completely rewritten. Mm. But I've never just been like, okay, I'm gonna edit this a little bit. I'm gonna edit this. Oh. I, I did like a point form version. It was yeah. like 200 mm-hmm. words or something than like that. And then every point I tried expanding into like a couple of lines to make it make sense. Mm-hmm. And then I read it and I was like, wow, this makes literally no sense. <laughs> like before there was a lot more twists. Like it it's... was, it would have just been ridiculous. <laughs> fan fiction doesn't have to make sense. Yeah. That's the thing. Well, if I ever write another fan fiction again, maybe I'll just make it so twisted that it literally makes zero sense. <laughs> I I'd can't love wait. That. A 3,000 word epic. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we'll have to dedicate a whole episode to it. And now I read. Oh no. What's the title, Evan? Mine's called, uh, mine's called Murder on the Thomas Express. Okay. Because they're not in the Orient. Yeah. Like in the movie. Is that word offensive? Orient? Oriental? Or Orient? I think to refer to a person as Oriental is not great, but to refer to, like, a rug as Oriental, I think that's okay. I'm also a white man, so yeah. don't take anything I say about race seriously. This was, we had, I was playing Pictionary last night. Oh, yeah? And that word came up in the Pictionary cards. Oh, okay. how old was the Pictionary? I think it's a, like a relatively old game. Oh, okay. But I did not guess it. And then when it was revealed to me, the whole group was kind of like, huh. Everybody did a backflip, they were so offended. Yeah. <laughs> Some people thought I was offensive. I just, I didn't know. So I was like, I'll just step out of this argument. Yeah, I don't think you should refer to people. Yeah, probably not. But yeah, well, I think maybe a rug's okay. <laughs> well, maybe an express is okay as well. Maybe. I don't know. It I, doesn't matter because this is... Murder on the Thomas Express. Okay, Murder on the Thomas Express by Evan. Yep. Cody's eyes drifted open. He rolled over and wrapped an arm around his still sleeping brother next to him, pulling Zach in tightly. I hate this all. (laughs) I was modeling it after after your fic from the pilot where all five One Direction boys sleep in one bed. Yeah, I was getting those vibes. But there's only two boys, so it's a little weird. Yeah. The rhythmic clickety-clack and gentle sway of the train racing down its tracks nearly lulled him back to sleep. But before slumber could take him once again, the shrill scream of a little bitch assaulted his ears. (laughs) Zack bolted straight up in bed, eyes darting around in sudden, adrenaline-fueled awareness. Maddie! He shouted, tears filling his eyes. Why is he he crying already? He thinks Maddie's dead. He's in love with her. (laughs) Cody pulled Zack in tight again, just as he had done before the scream. No, Zack. Maddie isn't even on the train. She's in Boston. You'll get to see her soon, though. They're on the train to Boston, I guess. The 410 train to Boston. Yeah. (laughs) From where? Shut up. Jeez, I was just asking. (laughs) He could feel Zack's pulse begin to slow down. But Cody soon realized that so was the ambient rhythm of the train's movement. Until finally... With a short screech of metal on metal, the train became completely still. The twins rose from their bed. Zack slid open the window, peering up and down the train cars. Other heads poked their heads out as... (laughs) You know what? Yep. Yep. Like heads coming out of heads. Poking out the Fractal heads. (laughs) At the front of the train, where there should be a plume of steam billowing from the engine, 
there was nothing. Oh, no. Cody opened the door, but before he could step into the hall of the sleeping car, a large man in a top hat barred his way. Please stay in your compartment, he said gruffly before moving down the hall to the next compartment. Cody could hear Mr. Mosby, their next-door neighbor, arguing with the man. His voice was becoming shrill, so Cody knew things were getting pretty serious. The engine? Murdered? Mosby cried. How can a machine be killed? The top hat man muttered something that Cody couldn't hear. But by incredibly high-pitched Mr. Mosby's response, he could figure it out. I've been riding on a sentient train? (laughs) (laughs) Is this Mosby? Yeah. (laughs) The pitch could nearly shatter glass. Cody whipped around and made eye contact with Zack. Together, in excited glee, they shouted, Sentient train! (laughs) Zack then paused for a moment. I don't know what sentient means. (laughs) Because he's stupid. Yep. Ayo! Roasted! Got him! (laughs) Cody explained the meaning of sentience and the subtleties of the Philip K. Dick novel Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep to his much dumber brother as they climbed out of the window of their compartment and sneaked up to the front of the train. They crept around to the front of the blue engine and the twins noticed for the first time that their train had a massive pale face. Its eyes are half open in a blank, droopy, unending stare. We should probably get back to our compartment, Cody whined. His urge to run like a little bitch was overwhelming. <laughs> or, Zack said, putting a finger to his twin tender lips to hush his whimpers. We solve the murder on this train. We go back to Boston as heroes. Maddie falls in love with me and gives me the hand job of a lifetime. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> that argument was hard to argue with. <laughs> Could you imagine putting solved a train murder under his special skills and achievements section of his resume? His teary eyes became steely and cold, and with a nod, the twins began to investigate. There were no signs of foul play on the exterior of the train. Normal wear and tear from transporting thousands of passengers for just as many miles, but nothing out of the ordinary. So the blonde boys climbed up and into the engine room. There were many buttons, levers, and toggles, which enamored Cody. Driving a train must be like the greatest puzzle of all time, with all those little pieces that have to be perfectly in place. I just kind of channeled Warren in yeah. that sentence. <laughs> he loves trains. Send so him an much. email for some advice on technical terms. <laughs> no, that was all Wikipedia. Hey, buddy, what's the train version of chortled? <laughs> <laughs> oh, still chortled. Weird. <laughs> Meanwhile, Zack was considering the more important things. Are we inside the train's brain right now? He asked like a college kid smoking weed for the first time. Cody's obsessive compulsion for cleanliness activated, and he began to look around for anything out of place. Anything that could be a clue. He checked every nook and cranny of that small room, but he finally found a small piece of fabric under a toppled pile of coal. He showed his brother, and the two inspected it closely. It was silk. High quality. In the very corner was an embroidered monogram. M.M. Who do we know with those initials, Cody whispered. Matthew McConaughey, Zach offered stupidly. (laughs) Well, yes, but he's not on this train, and he isn't the president of the Pocket Hanky Association. With a gasp, the twins made eye contact again. Mary and Mosby! They shouted together. (gasps) Okay, if you don't remember from the show, he's obsessed with fucking handkerchiefs. Oh, yeah. I didn't remember He's that. He's got, like, hundreds. Oh, 
he gets a boner for handkerchiefs. Does he? Yeah. You see Is it. Is that canon? Yeah, you see it. Do they mention that in the show? That's like half an episode. What? They address it and he gets like pulled away for sexual harassment. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Also manslaughter. <laughs> the the actor was uh, arrested for manslaughter. The yeah. actor? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is he like in jail? Not I can't anymore. Remember. Who did he kill? Me. <laughs> a train, maybe? Oh my! You're right. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the two took off, back towards their sleeping car, dashing through the dining car as much as Zack wanted to stop for a quick bite of breakfast, through the lounge in the baggage car until they finally reached the car where they had begun their morning. <laughs> I said car a lot. You did. Mr. Mosby was still arguing with the railway employee in the door of his compartment. Approximately how much time has gone by? Uh... Uh-huh. How are they still arguing? Listen, Mosby's an uptight fucker. Mosby also wore a hat, though it was an incredibly <laughs> long nightcap, as opposed to the top hat of the man in front of him. It's all about the little details. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Conductor, arrest that man. He does actually wear an incredibly long nightcap, doesn't he? Yeah. It's in the show. Canon. All, all the little details are in this. <laughs> Mr. Conductor, arrest that man, Zach announced triumphantly. What? Why? The man in the top hat responded in utter confusion. We found this in the engine room, Cody said, holding out the shred of the pocket hanky, monogram facing the two older men. My hanky! I've been looking for that since we boarded the train three weeks ago! <laughs> <laughs> they cried out. I've been on the train for a while. Yeah, where are they training from? <laughs> okay, I was thinking, like, you know, they lived in a hotel, then they lived on a boat, now they live on a train! Oh, okay. Ah. I never put that in the fic, but that's what I thought. Okay, that makes sense. It, like, starts at the bottom of Argentina and it's going to Alaska. (laughs) (laughs) Just for a round trip for one semester. What did you do to it, you rascals? Nothing, we just found it. But he admitted the pocket hanky is his, and that means Mr. Mosby must have killed the train. Zach and Cody shouted together. (laughs) They shouted together for, like, four sentences. (laughs) The door to another compartment across from Mr. Mosby's slid open. Outstrutted air to the Tipton fortune and all-around dumbass London Tipton. What's with all the yelling? You can all have my autograph, she giggled. Somehow entirely. (laughs) I hate every character. Cody's a whiny little bitch. Zach's stupid, and London's even stupider. <laughs> what about Sharpay? <laughs> <laughs> Sharpay didn't make it in. Oh darn. I mean, Maddie gets mentioned. Oh, does A couple she? times. I mean, uh, the handjob thing. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> she giggled, somehow entirely unaware of the situation at hand. Then she noticed the shred of pocket hanky that Cody was holding out as evidence, and her eyes widened. The man in the top hat noticed London's immediate recognition of the handkerchief. She grabbed it from Cody's hand. And, oh, he grabbed it from Cody's hand and showed it to London closer. Miss, have you seen that pocket hanky before? No. I mean, yes, but I gave it to someone else. She stammered, not used to being grilled aggressively. Usually, her staff were so kind and patient to her. Who did you give it to, the man demanded, shaking the scrap of silk in front of her nose, making her go cross-eyed. Well, the train. He said he was tired of just eating coal. He said he wanted to try something new, so I gave him a pocket hanky for dessert, the heiress admitted. (laughs) The four others just stared at her in dumbfounded astonishment. (laughs) Miss Tipton, I'm afraid I'm going to have to arrest you for murdering this train. You poisoned him with that hanky. The man reached into one of his pockets and pulled out handcuffs. 
Or I could just buy you a new train. A whole lot nicer than this one. It's kind of a dump, London counter-offered. While London and the man negotiated their terms, Zack and Cody went back into their compartment. It had only been an hour since they'd woken up, and they were already ready for a nap. The twins turned off the lights and climbed back into their shared bed. Cody wrapped his arm around his brother and pulled him in for a tight hug. I don't think people will think we're heroes, even though we solved the case, Cody complained. Do you think Maddie will still give me a hand job? Oh. The end. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I told you, my last line is probably going to make most people uncomfortable, yeah. including myself. It's weird. So I've listened to every episode except for the last one, and uh, I've never been like, like, oh man, because like I watched all these shows as a kid, but this one, this episode, <laughs> a couple of times, maybe it's just I'm here with you guys, but it's like... Especially that Scooby-Doo one. That was, uh... Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, her Scooby-Doo uh, fic is our most popular that we've ever put up on AO3. The most kudos, right? Yeah. Yeah. The most, like, is yours the up. one in the house? Yeah. We're Scooby's in depression because... Or no, Shaggy's, Shaggy's in depression because Scooby's dead. Yeah. That's a sad one. Yeah. yeah. And then there's mine, which yours is was not just popular. fucked up. See, Evans is the one I was talking about that ruined... Uh, yeah, mine wasn't as popular. Like, my day. <laughs> <laughs> I always aim to do that. Yeah, wow. Shall we move on to the second segment of our <laughs> lovely podcast? Let's do it. Our random hand of random generator. That's right. Is Sweaty gonna push the button for Sweaty us? Sweaty is gonna press the button. Okay. Uh, so, this is the segment where we randomly generate our fandoms for next week's episode. Sick. So, we're going to get two fandoms and a tag. Drum roll, please. Alright. Yes! Do I say that? Ooh. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so, the main fandom is Mothman. I fucking love Mothman. The support fandom is Resident Evil. And the tag is Breakup. Oh, God. I'm I glad you had Mothman. me on this week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any of these things. Oh, we get to write it together, at least. Oh, yeah! Oh, my God. All right, Alana, tell me about Mothman. Oh, my God. Okay, so Mothman is an urban legend. I don't remember where he's from. But essentially, in this town, some people saw, like, a flying dude. And so they, like, reported it. And then after they reported it, and it was, like, couple sees flying, like, winged creature. Other people started reporting seeing it. Whoa. And so then Mothman, like, became a thing. And they have, like, a whole statue in the town... Like, dedicated to Mothman. Of, like, what he would look like? Yeah. Dude, that's so weird. It's so funny because I actually read, like, a short fan fiction about Mothman last night. (laughs) It's learning! It's It's learning! learning. Yeah, in which Mothman was brought to jail because he kept flying up to lampposts (laughs) and destroying them because he'd fly into them so much. And then the person who wrote the fan fiction was, like... She then self-inserted as the lawyer to Mothman, and she was defending him in court, and she's like, there's no way Mothman would do this, he's a model citizen, but as she was defending him, he kept flying up to the lights in the courthouse (laughs) and destroying those, and he caused a power outage for the entire town. Wow. And he went to jail. I like Mothman now. I didn't know who it was. He's super cool. Uh. (laughs) Yo, where do the people at home... 
like the actual, it's a, the random tandem phantom generator is like like a cool looking thing. It's a real thing. Like I knew it was a real thing, but I thought it was just like it would just be like three lines of text that pop up. But I got like a whole thing here. Nah, I, I spent like an hour on that. <laughs> it shows. <laughs> All that hard work really shows. I love it. Okay, and explain Resident Evil, Evan. Uh, Resident Evil is both a video game and a movie series, mm-hmm. but those are two mm-hmm. very different series. Uh, Resident Evil's like a survival horror game. Basically, there's zombies and shit. I've never really played them. Neither have I. Uh, Resident Evil 4 is supposedly the best one, and has been remastered and re-put out like a hundred times or some shit on like everything. Oh, yeah? Um... But every game has a different set of characters, I think. There might be some overlap. And they just have to, you know, fight zombies. There's some shit called the Umbrella Corporation, and I think they started the zombie plague virus? Yeah, they did, like, bio-testing. There's something about Raccoon City. I don't know about Raccoon City. I think that's the first thing where their, like, lab was. Meanwhile, the movies are shitty. Oh, yeah. Uh, The movies are real bad. It's just, like, bad CGI and bad storytelling. Didn't they make a whole bunch of them? There's, like, seven. Yeah. Can't be that bad. Someone's watching them. Someone's watching them. It's me! It's me watching them! (laughs) Do you like them? No! Oh. (laughs) I just watch them. them. Uh, But, yeah, it's the same sort of deal. Uh, Zombies, but they take a more, like, action... Yeah. Like, Michael Bayish approach? Yeah. It's a little more like that. Love it. Uh, Rather than, like... Oh god, we have to survive. It's more like, oh, how many can we kill? Sick. Dude, yeah. I want to watch these. <laughs> I think it's Paul W.S. Anderson who does not make good movies. Mm. Oh. Uh, Julian, tell me about the last breakup you had. <laughs> or just breakups. Uh, what are they? Yeah, I never really had a breakup, fortunately. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Glad. But uh, breakups, uh, oh, well, they're usually for the best. As sad as they are. <laughs> There's always a reason, you know. Uh, rarely do people get broken up for no reason. But what is a breakup? Oh. <laughs> uh, when people are together, usually romantically, and then they, they split up, and they are no longer together romantically. Yeah? Yeah, okay. So we have to write a story about that. Oh, yeah. you can break up with your friends, too. It's true. I've heard that happen. I've, I've done that. Oh, shit. Really? A lot of people from high school. I just kind of ghosted them. I tried to ghost someone from high school, and I recently saw her at, like, a kind of intimate house party. No. Like, it was a house party of, like, maybe 15 people. Oh, God. And she saw me there, and as I walked in, she goes, oh, look, it's Alana. Why don't you ever return my calls? And I was like, oh, my. Oh, wow. That's uncomfortable. Because who calls people, bitch? <laughs> I would have loved to be in that room, though, low-key. Because that stuff is... Ooh, that that would have awesome. been just so juicy. That You know that, that that moment? Before anything really happens, but after something's already happened? Yeah. It's oh, when it started, yeah. but it hasn't, like, kicked off. Oh, yeah. And you, can, <laughs> you just kind of look back and forth, and you're like, do it. Like, the moment, the moment she asked that question, and then there's a pause. And everyone's like... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the people involved, they're like, no. Right? They're like, like, ooh, geez. my Uber's here, I gotta go. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Sweaty, Jillian, whatever the fuck we're calling you. What's up? Uh, do you have anything to plug? Do you have anything that uh, your li- our listeners should uh, check you out on? Oh, Twitter, I... Facebook, oh, YouTube? I... Check out uh, my paintings at my apartment. Just come on by. 
yeah, I make I make a mean Osmos replica. Come on by, I'll make you. This man <laughs> makes rice in a saucepan. Today I had rice with ranch on it. Uh, controversial, but honestly, How, it paid what off. What did you think? I thought it was pretty good, to be honest. I'm grossed out. <laughs> she doesn't like sauces. Like yeah, no, sauce. to be fair, I don't like sauces. If you want to read either of Alana's or my fix from this week, you can check either the podcast descriptions or check Archive of Our Own, forgot what it was called, or fanfic.net. We're under the username Unstable Universes. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, that's facebook.com slash Unstable Universes, or at Unpodcast on Twitter. Um, If you want to write in... To our Mothman Resident Evil breakup. If you want to write that, write a fic for us next week. You want us to read it on the podcast. You can send it to us on Facebook or to our email, unstableuniverses at gmail dot com. Oh, we have a Tumblr. Oh yeah, we have a Tumblr. How's that going? I actually posted. Good job. Yeah. And uh, don't forget to download Sims Four: Cats and Dogs <laughs> on Origin now. <laughs> <laughs> Use coupon code UNSTABLE. <laughs> Just UNSTABLE. Yeah. That's the only real plug I need, is, is that one. That's fair. They and then review us on iTunes. Yeah, review us on iTunes. Share us with your friends uh, that like fan fiction. Uh, if you're in Mountain View, California, hit us up. You download us a lot. Yeah, we really like you guys. Mountain View! <laughs> you're great. Don't forget to vote in the polls. Yeah, if we actually get a poll up. <laughs> yeah, we'll try and get a poll up for you guys. This is such a long intro. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'm Evan. I'm Alina. Oh, I'm really sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Bye.